0: hey everybody hi guys well from
1: Salt Lake City Utah it's thank God I'm atheist the podcast I'm Frank and I'm Dan coming up today stop being jerks people
0: we're gonna talk about online forums various forums yeah. in-person forums we're gonna talk about how to talk to people yeah
1: or something yeah well nobody ever taught us nobody here's Our the parents thing. didn't teach us how to behave on Facebook no. No, or Twitter, <laughs>
0: and no or one. Ta- no one taught them either. No, no. There are problems out there yeah. in, in the cyber worlds.
1: Well, yeah. Anyway, we're so, gonna
0: we're gonna talk about communicating. Yeah, that's well, it's very exciting. It is very 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 exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we do that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I'll launch in. I got a thing here. Oh, okay. So, um, there's been a tragedy in our. In our uh, community
1: mm. uh, recently, mm-hmm. um, okay.
0: noted atheist and author Victor Stenger, Stenger has mm-hmm. passed away. I, I've never actually said his name out loud before. Stenger uh, has passed away at 79 years old. Oh, no. Um, a, a noted author um, considered, and I'm trying to say this non-dismissively, the fifth of the four horsemen of the new <laughs> atheism. <laughs> Uh he, he, he was never he was well, never to be phrased that way. I don't know. It, literally, that's not my thing. Everybody else calls him <laughs> puts him in I mean, every article I read about he's him. He's a Vice horseman. They, yeah, exactly. He's a <laughs> he's, he's the color guard of the of the four horsemen. I don't know. Anyway. Nonetheless. Yeah, I mean you got your Dawkins, your your Harris, your Dennett, and your Hitchens, and mm-hmm. then and they were sort of considered the, the well, They were the, the new atheists s- the standard they, bearers yeah. of the new atheism mm-hmm. uh he is certainly in those echelons All right. uh, this is okay. a man who who was prolific in his writing uh a ton of
1: books, right like twelve oh. or thirteen books just on atheism yeah,
0: just on well or or on uh I mean, he was a physicist, so right. a lot of his stuff was um sort of physics uh related. He had but topic presented in ways that appealed
1: to atheists.
0: Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Okay. And 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 a lot of them uh, about debunking um Christianity or, or theism in general. So hmm. he uh excuse me, some of his titles included um Not by Design The Origin of the Universe. Uh that was a that was I believe his first book. Um has science found God? The latest results in the search for purpose in the universe. Um, oh, that, he did some interesting stuff. Things like physics and psychics. The search for a world beyond the senses. That's a that's a
1: fantastic title. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? yeah mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it makes that you want was, to read it.
0: I think that was the one that uh, got Yuri Geller, the the famous uh, psychic, so up, so uptight that he actually sued uh, oh, Stenger oh. and Prometheus books. Uh, claiming that he had been defamed, mm. uh, the suit was dismissed, and Geller actually was ordered to pay the court costs of that. Hmm. So, hmm. Uh, okay. so I mean, uh, just a, a luminary of our movement, uh, a man who was prolific not only in his writing but also in his um, in his speech making. He was a speechifier of some note. Uh, he also. Did some debating with several Christian apologists, uh, William Lane Craig, and some other mm, okay. fairly prominent ones. Okay, just, uh, just, just you know, a, a bit of a loss to our community. I think sounds like it, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, so he will be missed, and uh, and you know, and uh, by the way, no slouch in the physics department either oh I mean, yeah is, is, is a it, loss
1: to physics as well as indeed
0: uh his, his most recent work included uh helping to prove that uh that neutrinos have mass
1: i think but we already knew that did we prove <laughs> it yet anyway he's uh
0: just uh and I, I don't even know what a neutrino is really i don't know, I know what anybody... they are
1: in star trek
0: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count Anyway, um so passed away at the age of seventy nine. Uh, I, I, uh by all accounts uh that I have read a, a pleasant fellow, hmm. a good guy, and oh. uh and, and, and someone who, who was helping our, our movement, so uh yeah. Via Condios, uh Mr Stinger. Or not well I'd be I better just, to not. I just thought that was kind of funny thing to say. <laughs> anyway
1: moving on oh, all right yeah it's uh isn't there the uh was wasn't wasn't kurt vonnegut the said something like the the best thing anybody could ever be say about me when i'm dead is he's in heaven now <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah like exactly that. or the know. funniest thing or right i can't remember what the quote is exactly anyways um all right i'll let me let me move along i have the story of a lovely what sounds like a lovely little church oh um in um uh uh the all An- it's the Saint Michael and All Angels Church in Uffington, Lincolnshire, uh, in the UK, <laughs> uh, and uh, they uh, the the the, 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 the worshippers there um, want uh, they they need a place to to serve refreshments. Um, okay, they they were looking uh, where where are they going to have their tea? Where are they going to set up tea? um for their the, church for their church sure um so that you know members can of the, or attendees of the church can uh, can uh, have some refreshment afterward sure uh so their idea uh was uh, to use the very lovely altar at the front of the church <laughs> <laughs> i love it as as the place to around which to congregate and uh uh and enjoy some conversation and some tea sure uh, lovely lovely um uh, somehow uh this became an article <laughs> in, in in the telegraph um it seems to be a rather uh localized uh, <laughs> dispute between the parishioners and uh their um uh and the 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 people who run the church.
0: I don't know that it is though, and I'll tell you why. Here's the thing. I went <laughs> to the chapel in the Tower of London. There's a, well, there's so there's a chapel that's still a working church that has services every week mm-hmm. at the Tower of London, hmm. Church of England uh chapel. And I was sort of and there's a whole bunch of like notable people buried in that chapel, and so I was uh-huh. just sort of looking at all of the things after the service. And I went up and I was looking at things up sort of in the area of the uh, of the of the, what did you call it? That area? With the altar? The altar. Yeah. So I get up there and uh, the priest immediately goes, uh, excuse me, sir, we, please don't go up there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, we don't, we, we, we don't have Parishioners up there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So,
1: so apparently that's a thing. Well, these folks didn't believe that it was such a thing. No, they did not, and they wanted to have tea there. And, and why uh, not? And so it had to actually go to a judge of the Church of England's uh, some uh, some sort of. I don't. It sounds like they have a judicial system. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, that seems strange to me, but whatever. Um. The so this uh, Mark Bishop, this judge in the church. Uh, decided that the altar could only be used for worship and not for snacks. Uh, the oh. uh, the ruling, uh, he ruled that an interchangeable use for the altar was certainly not acceptable. He said a decent table of wood, stone or other suitable material should be provided in every church or chapel for celebration of Holy Communion. Oh, he added the table as become, as becomes the table of the Lord shall be kept in sufficient and seemly manner and free, and and from time to time repaired, and shall be covered in the time of divine service with a covering of silk or other decent stuff, and with a fair white linen cloth at the time of the celebration of the holy communion. Well, I he it's clear
0: it's, it's, the rules are in place, they are there for a reason. <laughs> I have to say, I just pulled up the Google Street View of Uffington. Mm, uh, it's Dibley. Oh is it? If you've ever seen the show The Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> it's this tiny little little town. It's actually adorable.
1: <laughs> well, and, and, and the church is
0: like the only thing in it. Yeah, it's, and I'm
1: assuming that does this look like it matches the church? It's yes. a lovely little Yeah. little uh uh altar area. Really cute little uh, church. Uh and the church is like the oh, only
0: thing delightful. that they've got going on. Oh, really adorable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like four streets, this town. <laughs>
1: what... I just love the, I, I don't know what it is, but just like, I, it, it's kind of, it, well, what it is for me is it's, who, who doesn't understand that this altar is like su- supposedly a holy place and would, could never be used for something <laughs> like refreshments? It's not that kind of table, right? But what it says is that the people don't, they're not, throwing too much mysticism they're not throwing too much you know uh they're not giving it too much power right right they get together they celebrate their little services they do their thing they they sing some songs together and they just want some tea right (laughs) and that's clearly it's a ledge why can't we put it uh, it's a it's there why not i want my fucking tea and who wants to have to pull out a folding table Right, right. You know, it's not
0: the kind of church that has like a a a, a little hall, a little fellowship hall, fellowship hall, or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I am guessing that their that their vicar doesn't allow them to just go into his little vicar little area, vicarage, vicarage, his little his little <laughs> office. <laughs> Stay out of
1: there, Uh I just thought that was really cute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they want us. They want
1: tea. No tea. <laughs>
0: you get no tea. Um, I'm gonna take us to Florida. Um okay. This is a, a winter garden city
1: in uh, Florida.
0: In Florida. Okay. Um and they uh so this I I found this reported in two places. Uh one was Hemet Meta's uh blog, mm-hmm. and the other was the um the Orlando Sentinel. Mm. Um they reported it slightly differently, but basically, the dealio is that uh, what ha- a, a a man had the uh, what? I'm sorry, the 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 ding dong dealio. <laughs> okay, proceed. Um, I just wanted to make
1: sure I heard you correctly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all okay.
0: right. Um, a man was uh, j- attended this uh, a meeting of the city commissioners. Mm. Uh, he was he was in the audience and. The mayor's called on everyone to please rise for the invocation. Uh-huh. And this man did not rise for the invocation. Uh-oh. Uh the the transcript of the video goes as such. Uh for, well, what's amazing is that the guy starts his prayer and like l- the first word into the prayer, the mayor stops him and says, Uh, uh hang on a second. <laughs> not everybody's risen. We're waiting for everyone to rise. <laughs> The man says, sorry, are you waiting for me? Yes, sir. I don't have to. Well, we appreciate you may rise or you may leave the room as we give our prayer and our pledge of allegiance to the flag. I don't believe I have to do that. Thank you. I believe you have to. And I love that on Hammond's blog it says, I believe you have to, and then in brackets it says unintelligible, which makes it sound like he says, I believe you have to go fuck yourself. But that's not I don't think that's actually what he says. Uh, anyway, uh, he didn't rise. They didn't press it for the for the prayer. Okay. So, dude gives the prayer, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then he, the mayor again turns to this guy and says, "Well, now you stand up for the pledge of allegiance." And he's like, "No, I don't want to." Uh, now, sir, please stand while we do the pledge. Please stand. Children have to do it in school too. Yes, they don't have to be here. Uh, this is respect for our country. I understand that, sir. You have one of two choices, sir. You may please stand for the pledge. You do not have to say it. Please stand. I don't have to do that. Okay. <laughs> Somebody in the audience says, just stand up, man. And then the, 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 the mayor says, I'm asking you to either stand or please be escorted out as we do the pledge. It's just not fair to our troops and people overseas, sir. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. It's
3: th-
0: <laughs> and by that point he is a, he uh, he's like uh called over a police
1: officer. Oh no.
0: And instructed the police the cop says what do you want to do? Do you want to stand or leave? Those are what? the options. Yeah, so they so he left.
1: Does a mayor does a mayor rule over the those chambers like a judge rules over a courtroom? I don't like, I, I don't know. I don't know uh, that he has the authority that he thinks he has. Well, uh,
0: the cop seems to think he does. Uh, I mean, it's it's there is it's a, his boss, right? You know, right? Asking, well, and there is this sense of like you know public decorum or whatever. Like you could say that this guy was disrupting the meeting or something.
1: No, right? the mayor was disrupting the meeting. Right?
0: Exactly. Um. <laughs> so. So the FFRF has written a letter to the city uh, spell, say, saying the government may not force citizens to stand for the pledge and government officials may not ask citizens to stand for prayers or say prayers themselves. <laughs> um, and, I, and my understanding is that there is going to be a um, like a, a bunch of people that are going to go there next the, for and the next sit. meeting and sit. Good. Uh, oh, oh, that mayor. The, the the way that the uh, Sentinel, that the Orlando Sentinel reports it, mayor orders police to remove men who wouldn't stand for Pledge of Allegiance. Oh. They skipped the prayer thing entirely.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is suspicious to me. Also, where Hemant didn't name the guy, Hemant used a, a pseudonym for the guy, uh-huh. uh, the Sentinel was more than happy to point out that one city manager identified him as Joseph Richardson and then
1: known they, troublemaker known troublemaker <laughs> uh, a, a lover yeah. of of seats and chairs right exactly refuses known, to stand he he actually owns a chair factory known but sitter
2: <laughs> oh,
1: he's so disrespectful <laughs> anyway but the, i just being a mayor must be a serious mind fuck <laughs> like what this guy like who the hell does he think he is he, he well, is—he's an administrator of a city. Yeah, he's an elected official. He's not the protector of the <laughs> moral values of the town, or the 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 but, the, the enforcer of patriotic attitudes. But isn't that sort like, of
0: like? I mean, all first of all, it's probably a pretty small town. I'm going to guess, hmm. and uh, and all Christians. Believe that they are guardians of respect for Christianity, that because their Christianity is under attack, Frank,
1: it's under attack. <laughs> I don't and know if you know that. Here was the that attack personified, right, by a man sitting at the back of the He's room attacking Christianity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you know that, Frank.
0: <laughs> you may not be paying attention, but I know what's going on in the world. Oh. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. That's
1: amazing. I love it. absolutely love it.
0: Winter Garden. uh, Wait a minute. Winter Garden, Florida has a population of 34,000. Winter Garden. I bet there's a lot of old people there. (laughs) It is in Florida. It's called Winter Garden. Their motto is (laughs) a charming little city with a juicy past. Ooh, really? What?
2: What, is what the juicy you, past? I don't
0: know. There's no juicy past section of the Wikipedia
1: article. I wonder if that used to be orchard, like orange, orange oh, groves. Oh yes, it's got to be about. Oranges. <laughs> I, I
0: was so I was. Yes, you're You wanted there to be right. like some
1: scandalous it
0: Prohibition era thing, mm-hmm. you know. This was it, was it was known
1: for its brothels. The at speakeasy one
0: point. central of uh, center of, yeah. of Florida. No, you're it's, right. It's we're the just the headquarters of fucking juice. <laughs> boo! I boo you Winter Garden Florida uh,
1: for putting a pun in there. Uh, right, exactly. In their town motto. What's great yeah, is that uh, it's the past. You don't even do juice anymore. Shut well, they, up. Well, and to make the town, they had to rip out all the orange groves. Right. That's, that's how it works. Yep. You want a town? You want sprawl? You got to rip out some, I mean, some trees. are going to have to die. You want to make an omelet? You got to chop down some trees. Kind of. I'm not sure that's exactly how that works. But. I think I might have mixed that metaphor slightly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so there's a new poll out um, that is disputing another poll. Like a stripper poll? A poll, as in a polling of the uh, of the people. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, a, a, a measurement of public sentiment. Indeed. How's that? Okay. Does
0: that work for you? That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Although, if you did if you did measure the sentiment of strippers, we could call that a stripper poll too, and that would be confusing. That would be really weird. <laughs> anyway, sorry.
1: Go on. Um. So, um. Uh, not too long ago, the LifeWay Research, uh, poll was conducted, or. Uh, Whatever, um, that uh, that showed that th- the numbers of people who wanted to see the um, under God removed from the pledge of allegiance mm. was actually a, a, was a quite quite a low number, quite a low percentage of the population. Um, it's um, uh, let's see what percentage was it? I can't find it <laughs> um but it was it was very very low and it's kind of i think in the it, I, when i read the article before um in fact it wasn't this article that's why it was structured differently crap um but um oh, that's
0: that's good prep work that, well
1: i pulled up an article about it then i skimmed it real quick and it had right what no, I I, i'm but with anyways you. I'm with you. um but anyways so what ended up happening was the um american humanist Association. Um, Found the numbers to be suspect, even though they were sort of in the range that I would have just accepted. Right. That you know, Oh, okay. It's not an issue that anybody really cares about. So they decided that they were going to um, uh, hold, issue a new poll, and that they were going to uh, instead of just blank blankly asking people, "Do you want to remove under under God from the pledge?" They decided that they were going to inform them. In advance of the history mm. of when the the the, the undergod God was, was added, added, right, and under what conditions? What what situation was the United States in at the time? And it, it was the the, the Cold was, War, right? It was a, it, was, it, was, it was, was the McCarthy era, right? Right, um, Red Scare type stuff, exactly. And the the it didn't appear in the poll or into into the pledge um, until 1953, right. So actually, quite recent because I mean the pledge really became a th- it was, it doesn't predate the 1900s. I don't mm. believe. Like I think it really only initially emerged in the early 1900s, and it became a little cute little thing for school kids to say. It mm-hmm. wasn't really nobody really took it all that seriously, but then once people put under God into it, and we were living under you know, the Cold War. Um, th- sentiment in the country really sort of started to shift and it became this celebrated thing. In fact, now, like the story you just mentioned, there's a sense of almost compulsory um, recitation of it, right? right? That it's yeah. like, you're an American, you, you fucking say this thing, right. right? Well, a lot of people don't like the fact that it says under God. Right. So after educating people, they found that 34% of respondents approve of uh, removing the phrase from the Pledge of Allegiance, which is which is fascinating. A little a over third a third of the people, yeah, um, with just a little bit of information, right? Just a little bit of information, right? Like that's not time to settle and mull and think it over and public right. education campaign and a long.
0: Now, mind you, you give them time enough, and what what they'll do is they'll rationalize their previous position. And Possibly. change and change back.
1: That is possible. That is possible. <laughs> but this poll at least indicates that with just a little bit of indica- uh, education on the matter, that people could be convinced that it's it's useless. It's not even the original pledge. Right. Exactly. Because personally, I think the pledge itself is moronic. Yeah, because you're pledging your allegiance to the flag. Do our international listeners even know what this what we're to Talking pledge of allegiance? About?
0: Americans sure. have this this pledge of allegiance that they that that all of the chillins, are the little kidlets are supposed to say to and it's I've always found it very weird. I guess we've talked about the pledge of allegiance before. We have. Before. Right. But,
1: but it's I find it so bizarre. Again, it's it's uh recited Right to the flag itself it's I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for, for which, which it stands, stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all, and of course, it used to say one nation indivisible, right, Without which makes that more sense under God, yeah, um, but nonetheless um so it's yeah, it's just a funny
0: thing. I wonder if more people would be inclined to change it to to remove the under God if we could prove that God doesn't live above us. <laughs> He lives around us. One nation, adjacent to God. <laughs> I think that'd be good. <laughs> Neighboring, I mean, we, we just can't find any evidence that he lives above us. Mm. Uh, I, I just don't. I I feel like there's a problem there. Mm. What if he's below us? What if mm. he lives in the earth? Mm. Then we're in trouble. Gaia, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Then 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 what are we saying? I don't. Oh, well, I mean, that's an interesting poll. I mean, more than anything, what this shows, ladies and gentlemen, is that the wording of a poll matters. Oh, yeah. And that's why the poll, a Fox News poll, is going to get wildly different results than an MSNBC poll because they're going to be asking the questions in a different way.
1: And if you bother to educate the people... On the thing that's important to you, right. you can highly skew the numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and and the other thing, I mean,
0: it's interesting. Like, neuroscience points out things like, if I say, give me a, a word that rhymes with bog, people will come up with whatever. Uh-huh. What would you come up with? Log. Okay. But if I say a sentence before that, that has in it the word collar, flea, and leash. Oh, and I say give me a word that rhymes with bog you will say dog. Right. Like the studies show that it's your once your brain has been prepped for a certain answer, yeah. primed. You are there. Mhm. And yeah. that's what's just going to come. Okay. It's that sort of thing. Yeah, with the polls. Don't ever believe polls. I think I,
1: <laughs> I I love polls. What are you talking about?
0: They're all wrong. They're all wrong. All right, whatever. It's Benjamin Disraeli's thing about there's three kinds of lies, lies, damned lies and statistics. <laughs> anyway, um I this is an interesting little news tidbit, a little bit of news uh in New York City. Mm-hmm. They have a large St. Patrick's Day parade. Probably not as large as uh Chicago or Boston. Right. Okay. But a big one. It's yeah, it's a, it'd it, have to be. It's a very important mm-hmm. uh, parade. Mhm. Uh, This year, there's a change. Oh? This year, uh, there will be gays and lesbians marching under their own banner for the first time ever. What? In New York City.
1: St. Patrick's Day parade? Mm -hmm. The St. Patrick's Day, the Catholic (laughs) holiday.
0: Well, uh, technically, the Catholic Church is not involved in the organization of the parade. Of course, uh, they would never go against anything that so it what, so what what's really fascinating about this is that Cardinal Dolan who's the uh, who's the cardinal over that area. Uh-huh. Uh his response was basically very like his boss's response, which oh. is um I'm not it's not for me to judge basically. What did what, let's see. I had a, an actual quotation wow. from I wonder he said uh
1: not, Not for well,
0: Dolan to judge. Well, no, he didn't say. He's that. one of the he judgiest people around. Right, but he didn't say that. Uh, that was me. That was me putting words in his mouth. Here's what he did say. He said, "Um. He said that the parade committee has his. Uh, he says continues to have my confidence and support. So the parade c- committee that made this decision, they clearly did it uh, with his. Uh, with his knowledge." Mm. And it's okay. He what he did say was, "quote Neither my predecessors as my predecessors as Archbishop of New York nor I have ever determined who would be who would or would not march in this parade. Yeah, okay. but have always appreciated the cooperation of parade organizers in keeping the parade close to its Catholic heritage." Yeah, okay. Uh, he continued by praying that the parade would continue to be a source of unity for all of us. Well, all right. Now I think that's
1: fascinating that is fascinating.
0: Uh you know Pope Francis has has changed the tone though he hasn't changed any policy. He has changed the tone of the Catholic Church and he's he's sort of extorted uh the clergy of the Catholic Church to be far less interested in culture wars and far more interested in uh embracing humanity. And I th- and I think you know, if people are saying, well, there's no, it's all talk and there's no evidence that anything's happening. I got to say, this to me points to the the notion that something is happening in the Catholic
2: Church. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't, it, I mean, the policies are still the same. Right. And that's important. But mm-hmm. it seems like things are changing a little bit.
1: <laughs> At least the attitude. Yeah. The tone. And that's, but that's huge. That's, that's S- enormous. Step one. Yeah.
0: That's a step. That's a tangible step. Also, there's a picture of Cardinal Dolan looking a little bit like sort of an, an older uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he's wearing like a cap. It's Whatever. not a deerstarker cap, but it's a little oh, sort of... yeah, yeah, yeah. He just needs a little pipe. Irish cap, and he's got a cape. He's, uh-huh. he, like, he's in a sort of thing, but he's got a... It looks, like, it looks like an overcoat, a black overcoat with a cape. Yeah,
1: pipe and a magnifying glass. That's all he needs. Yeah. And he could be Sherlock Holmes. Fantastic. He, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cardinal Holmes. Good for him. All right. Well, I have a story coming to us from California. Okay. Um, This is one of the more um, amazing things that I've come across. I don't want to set this up, uh, set up uh, uh, people's expectations too high. No, please um, don't. But um, so a high school... In uh, uh, it's in uh, Southern California, the Coachella Valley Unified School District's high school, um, which is just Coachella Valley High School, mm. um, is uh, is is changing the representation of their mascot, um, uh, they're not necessarily changing the what the, the name of their their. Their mascot, but uh. they're they're, they're going to change the representation for it. Uh, they are the Arabs. Oh, oh, <laughs> and they, <laughs> oh dear, and they've been the Arabs since the 1920s. Oh. Um, it, as a as a way to recognize the 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 region's uh, the uh, sort of desert landscape and the fact that date farming uh, has been important there, which of course dates are traditional middle east uh middle eastern crop um so uh, uh, originally the mascot was more of a turban wearing horseman uh but <laughs> oh recently um it's changed more into more of a scowling hook nosed um oh my god <laughs> oh my god it's the most racist
0: thing you've ever seen in your life
1: oh <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> and, and I, it looks like I had Borat's to look it up. Jew.
0: It does only in in like in, in more of Arab desert Arab form. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I I actually had to do like some digging just to make sure this wasn't some like I I can't imagine I couldn't imagine that this was a real thing. No, like it it just seems to be so far beyond what any. Reasonable person would, would would think would be an acceptable high school mascot. Yeah. Um. I mean, you, like back in the nineteen twenties, you know, sort of Arabian Nights sort of theme. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe somehow that kind of worked, right? Well, I mean, um, at that point, it was all about like
0: barbarians and stuff, and yeah. so it was a so oh, Native this, Americans were there on was board. this
1: romanticism that surrounded sort of the arabia yeah back in the day right yeah. it wasn't you know terrorists and no <laughs> no what have you does he does he have a bomb with is he does he have a bomb strapped to it um, apparently he would lob bombs into what? the no i'm
0: totally joking oh my god oh my god i almost had a heart attack
1: into the uh, visitors section, no, he no bombs. He, no, he's the... got to
0: take. He's got to strap a bomb to his chest and then run into the visitors sec- section and just go kaboom! <laughs> and, and then, and then like <laughs> like some, something sprays out, mm, the thing or, or, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, confetti, mm-hmm. or something,
1: or or maybe yeah, just uh, he's the Rip Taylor of terrorists. Mm, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess there was also a um, a belly dancing genie. That would often appear as well, and that's, oh my god, that's been retired as well.
0: Yeah, um. holy shit, you guys, you have to go onto the Facebook page and see this this photo. I, I I'm sure that that uh Mackenzie will put it up for you, and this photo is horrifying. It is shocking.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. And of course. Arab. I, I want to be clear here. This really, truly, probably isn't religious news because it's. They're talk, It's the it's Arabs. It's racism. It's a. It's a. It's clearly racism and not, um, whatever. But it, the, the 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 connection that that Americans make between yeah. Muslims and and Arabs is so 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 tight. I mean... it's. It, I know that. That what we're seeing here, this depiction of of Arabs, has more to do with Islam than it does with with the with Arabs specifically. It, yeah, it has it's, to do with the confusion all, of the two. But it's all part and part, parcel. They're, yeah, they're yeah.
0: prejudiced against both the race and the and the religion. Right. Might as well just wrap it all up. Right. 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 Yep. Oh my god! But I just
1: love the like the, the cheerleaders in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: this is truly it's like nuts. this goofy card, cartoon thing. Like I remember. Actually, as a young as a kid, our alma mater, the University of Utah, having a cartoon faced Ute Mm -hmm. mascot running around, and it was it was every bit as offensive
1: the Ute Indians, right? Yeah,
0: it was it was it was every bit as as offensive as this. Mm -hmm. I think they stopped doing it in the eighties.
1: Yeah, that's probably
0: about right. Maybe yeah, yeah. I think I think eighties. Right.
1: Um. So this. This might be a little behind the times. <laughs> Just a little bit behind the times. Right. But see, the issue is these things often don't happen until, like, they don't change. Right. Until, like, there's enough <laughs> uh, people of, of that community in an area or raise outrage. their voice. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm outraged. But they're not changing. They're still the Arabs. <laughs> right. Exa- well, you- they haven't figured out how they're going to. Change that. Why mask? Why are mascots so difficult to change? I don't know. I mean, just talking about our
0: alma mater, the Utes. It's still the fucking Utes, but But, they've changed the mascot to a hawk.
1: Right, but they at least do have the blessing of the tribe. Do they? Yeah, I thought all... I thought they didn't. No, they don't have the blessing if they do representations of like sacred headwear and all that kind of stuff. The, okay. the tribe is not into that, right? Like stereotypical Native American. Switch it all the way over. I don't know. So dumb. I know, but but you're right. There's a hawk running around on the field. Right. Yeah. When they're the Utes, and, and what, it's really and... truly like. Weird and confusing and why right. people just can't give up on utes or the arabs or the redskins right. is or the braves beyond or- me it's shocking it's I mean, at so- least the braves is is i mean that's a good thing it's good to be a brave yeah, yeah i mean, I mean I- at least there's that but redskins
2: right
0: right exactly when when the name itself is a racist is a racist thing yeah there's and nothing inherently r- racist about saying the word ute or saying the word brave. Right. But to say the word redskin is inherently racist. Yeah. That already is racist.
1: Saying Arab. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> Who You can't say the word Arab without being racist. It's like Jew. <laughs> oh, my God. Just keep digging. Just keep on digging.
1: Uh well oh. yeah, that
0: I, was clear What's funny is that i'm now realizing i'm now remembering that there was a transitional period between cartoon head ute mm. and hawk, right, which was guy on horse with ute paraphernalia, yeah
1: uh-huh. like
0: men who didn't have cartoon big foam cartoon head mm-hmm. but had a big headdress mm-hmm. and probably wasn't an actual ute that no. well, wasn't an american indian of no, any kind no. why would you why
1: would you bother with that
0: riding around on his horseback with with the
1: with the full ute yeah. regalia just change the fucking mascot just was change the, same the damn thing mascot with, with the stupid fight song that came up not too long ago oh I, mean, I don't think we talked about that on the podcast i don't think there was the any U- reason the to the university of utah fight uh-huh, song yeah the,
0: I I a utah man am uh-huh, i or uh-huh, whatever yeah. it was
1: and then all the women are like um Excuse me? Uh-huh. And our co-eds are the fairest, is one of the lines. <laughs> right. and it's like, right. uh, the fairest? Yeah. And you're calling out the co-eds? What? Right. What, are you, yeah, wh- what, are, what, what are we what doing? What is this song? Why are, why are we doing a misogynistic song? And they wanted song? to change, like, like people in the student body like wanted to change, like, three or four words. And you had all these people, <laughs> alumni, who were just like, no, what are you? And current right. students who were like, I love the fight song as it is. It's a tradition. Right. And it's like, we're not actually, don't get all defensive. We're not actually saying that you're misogynistic or racist. You. Right. Right. We're just saying that this song can still be the song. I just, we just have to change a couple words and then, it's, and then it's nice and it's fair and it's a good representation of who we are. The thing is, traditions are only useful as long as we still believe in the values of those traditions. Right.
0: Like, racism, like, you know, slavery was a tradition for a long time in this country. But we can't use that to say, we should bring it back. Cuz who the fuck cares about what the tradition was? Right. The fact is that it's wrong. So <laughs> if the tradition is tradition is wrong is wrong, is wrong. Anyway, if you have yeah. any comments about that or anything else on the show, please don't hesitate to let us know about it. You can, po- you can uh, email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com.
1: Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. That's always fun. Or you can
0: uh, go to the Facebook page or the tweeters. Uh, that's facebook.com slash or just at TGI mm-hmm.
1: if you're on Twitter. And the uh, website is thankgodimatheist.com very difficult to find. Yes. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um and uh oh, I don't know that. We need to uh even introduce this except no. to say that it's that uh nice uh who is it? Brian Fisher. Yes.
3: There's clearly a correlation between lesbianism and obesity, so much of a correlation unquestioned that the federal government is spending 3 million taxpayer dollars, your dollars and mine to explore this serious, serious health problem among lesbians. Remember, this obesity thing is so important to Michelle Obama. She is retooling every school uh, cafeteria lunch menu in the land. They've got to meet her specifications because she has determined to stamp out obesity. Well, I would suggest if Michelle Obama really cares about obesity, she should be out there leading the charge against normalizing lesbianism. She should be in the head of a campaign to convince women not to get in into lesbianism. Her slogan ought to be, fight obesity, go straight.
1: <laughs> oh. He raises some very good points here. Well, okay,
0: yeah. first of all, his thinking is unassailable. I think uh, <laughs> you can't you can't get around the fact that uh, if you want to fight obesity in the United States of America, you've got to start by targeting the the lesbians.
1: Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, he's not the first person to point out that lesbians tend to be a little rotund. No, no, no. And fact, there is a portion. I'm sorry, uh, that was even that was even inaccurate. Right there, there is a portion of the lesbian community that. Is a little um, chunky. I think that he. I, and and but I there's think, a good portion that is not.
0: Oh no! I know, boy. We have some friends who are the most in shape lesbians. They would. Yeah. They could kick Fisher's ass and then some. Yeah.
1: Uh, no problem.
0: Should. Yeah, he probably needs it. <laughs> he probably needs to have his ass beat by some lesbians. But it is interesting. I mean, I think he's probably referencing there is there was a study done that was point that, that was trying to sort of sort out why lesbians do seem to have a higher obesity rate. Yeah. Than uh, than straight women. Than their. Um. So I. But I mean, I'm sorry. I'm guessing that you're going to find if you look that gay men. Mm-hmm. have a lower obesity rate than straight well, it's men. Just,
1: it's just the difference. I mean, for whatever reason, there are more chubby chasers in the lesbian <laughs> community. They like it. They like a little cushion for the pushing. Uh, it's what they want. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. And I don't know that we need to even get into that. No, of course not. The whole not. point, of course, is that uh, Fisher is a tool of epic proportions. He is amazing. And, um, he's he's
0: ridiculous. I I think that it is fair to say though that if he went out there or if or if he convinced Michelle Obama to go out there and just fight the good fight of getting the lesbians back to straightness. Mm-hmm. Um which apparently it's that simple. You just tell them to be straight and then they're straight.
1: Uh uh yeah, fight obesity. Go straight. Right. Yeah,
0: and then once you know, it's not easy. It's you know, it's not easy to quit smoking, yeah. and it's not easy to lose weight. But part of the the first step in losing the weight, ladies, least leslies, is uh, first you gotta you, you gotta go back and get you some uh, some man. Yeah, get, get you some man meat. Yeah, and uh, that's the first step. That's that's step why one.
1: gays are so fit because there's it's two, two men. men. Yeah. Boom. Yeah fitness uh-huh so so, fisher... so so unfortunately heterosexual couples can only hope to ever be so fit yeah 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 i mean obviously we're going to be better off than the lesbians because there's a man involved because there's a man involved but yeah. we're not
0: going to be as as well off as the gay man no clearly clearly not so really fisher should be advocating so what fisher is saying taken to its logical conclusion is that all straight men should go gay so they can be more fit so they can be fit to That's prevent true. obesity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So fat men, uh, you should go gay. Uh-huh. Fat lesbians, you need to go straight. Unfortunately, uh-huh. there will be fewer men for you now because they're all going gay. <laughs> it's
1: because, a tricky... of the, because of the obes- obesity epidemic the, in this the, country the, in general. Yeah,
0: the math is going to be tricky for a yeah. minute. It, you know, It's not going to be easy, but we'll get you all there. Yeah,
1: we'll figure it out.
0: Just uh, at very least stop screwing these women because well, it is making you fat.
1: It might make polygamy work. <laughs> that's true. Is is Fisher actually advocating for polygamy? Well, at this point, that's it's the only
0: logical conclusion that I think we can come to on this.
1: All right, this. then let's. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. There, there. You have it. I heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Sure. I, I, I think we can safely say that Fisher is advocating for polygamy and for men to go gay. Yeah. Okay. Those are the two things that he's advocating. <laughs> For that, for your health, that's for your health, everybody. <laughs> um, we've got some people that wrote into us, some uh, some callers to deal also, with. True. Um, I'm going to start with a uh, with an email from Mike who says I recently saw a series of YouTube videos called "What Mormons Believe." I believe they stole our 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 title for because we used to do segments called "What Mormons <sighs> Believe." Anyway, it's a woman uh, explaining certain, uh, public, uh, explaining to the public certain beliefs of Mormons. While watching the first <laughs> video, uh, I assumed she was about to poke fun at the irrationality of the LDS gang. I turned <laughs> out to be wrong. She seems to be involved in public relations for the Mormon church. Oh. Uh, to get to the point, on one video, she brought out her brother uh, to discuss the fact that he's a gay Mormon. Oh, no. He has chosen to remain celibate as God wishes. He went on to assure everyone that he has not been brainwashed. Just wondering if I... So uh, Mike says, just wondering if either of you have seen the videos and what you think of them. Uh, I think they were posted a year year ago. So you may have already mentioned them. To me, it's quite upsetting. I just want to tell this guy that this is what brainwashing looks like. (laughs) He even mentioned how appreciative he is of people... Uh, that people have wished he'd leave the church, uh, and find someone to be with, stuff like this really angers me. Uh, well, Mike, uh, homosexuality is just difficult when it comes to Mormonism and many mm. other religions. Mormonism is interesting in the sense that they uh, their official policy is to hate the sin and not and but. It's okay as long, but Mormon- but homosexuality is fine as long as you don't ever, ever act on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the same as saying homosexuality
1: is not fine. Right. But
4: there well, you go. Because,
1: you know, you can have all this, the sex you want to inside the bounds of marriage, and you can only get married to, a man can only get married to a woman. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's all they're saying. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Right. And then there are guys like my friend Josh
0: Weed, who mm-hmm. uh who is married to a woman uh-huh. and but is uh openly gay.
1: Which is really weird. Which is really
0: weird. Yeah. I mean th- th- these are your options. If you want to stay mer- stay Mormon, <laughs> they- these are your options. They're not very good. Um I don't mm. know what to tell you, Mike. That's yeah. just how it is. Yep. Uh so there you go. Um Fair. Do you want to do a voicemail?
1: Yeah, um, I've got one. Um, fr- this is a uh, listener um, who uh, uh, also is responding to our discussion of what what would happen. I think it was in the last episode of um, kind of some of the problems, the, the sort of the the problems with polygamy. If if it were like an actual uh, recognized marriage unit mm. le- in legal terms right
5: hey guys this is alina from texas uh i'm listening to your most recent podcast and um i agree with dan when he talks about that he doesn't care if multiple adults want to marry in into some kind of a, a legal government recognized situation and i don't care either but frank makes a really good point about the legality of it um so Maybe there's two guys and five women, and they all want to be legally married to each other. It becomes kind of murky. And then with the cohabitation, my understanding is a lot of times what happens is these women who are the first wife that's legally married to the man will file as single mothers who don't work and receive government benefits, even though they chose to live this way with a man who's going to be the one – maple figure for several units of families. So I have concerns on both sides over my tax dollars being wasted on other people's choices. I think if you want to cohabitate, then there should be some kind of like a tax thing where I don't have to worry about the fact that you don't know how to make choices that don't affect me. And then at the same time, um, if you want to get married to each other, where do we draw the line? Um, since I also believe in gay marriage, okay, so 10 guys being married to each other, and what if we throw in a woman there, and who's married to who, and who gets the rights. I'm just, I have thoughts on this. And I was curious what yours were. Hope you guys are having a great end of summer.
1: Uh,
0: well, thanks, Alina. Yeah. Uh, we all have thoughts, I think, on
1: this. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I,
0: um, yeah, I, I, I mean, gotta say, I in in terms of who can marry whom... I'm all for people being able to have a contract with each other about who's taking care of each other and and I don't care if if it's adults and they're entering into it and they they need to work out the legalities of of their arrangement themselves. I think it's interesting the point that you brought up about uh welfare and about, you know, women filing basically as a single uh mother when in fact they look at it as they have a husband. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Um and I don't know it, it I mean at this point it's so f- freaking rare that I don't know even that it would be worth our legislators time to come up with laws surrounding that. Yeah. Because it's such a tiny 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 portion of our of our population that does it.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. But um, I mean, if it clearly, became a
0: larger portion, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should make them marry
1: if they're going to cohabitate. Well, but that just seems stupid too. I don't know. Well, if it's more out in the open, I think hiding something like, you know, like that is is obviously harder to do, right? Um, and and defrauding the government and and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at very least, as long if it's not
0: on, if it's out in the open, if we've legalized. All of the ways that hu- adult humans can relate to each other, then it's out in the open. It's open to, for scrutiny, and and we yeah. can start
1: talking about it. I still don't know about sort of this thing that that works between two people legally, and there's a lot of tradition there. Now, I don't mean like like even social tradition. I mean just like legalistically. You know, there's mm-hmm. there, there's a lot we, we know how it works, right. Right. We we know what happens when two people no longer want to be in a relationship together. Sure. When the per, when, like the it's dissolved and the courts have figured that out. Right. Um and, and there are I ways to that,
0: determine how who gets what.
1: Yeah, and so there's sort of set patterns that can be um, anticipated, you know, when you're going into a divorce and so forth, right? Uh I think as soon as you have like a weird well, I'll just say a weird can you know three men, two women whatever sure thing seven people doesn't even matter the gender um of anyone um <clears throat> that seems problematic sure and, and it's it, more it, seems complex. Like it seems like it seems like it it requires more parsing out now if everybody involved has uh, the the time and the inclination to to figure all that out then i get, then i i don't know i guess i don't have that much of a problem
0: i mean i guess it. we i, I it th- just
1: seems it, it 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 just seems very 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 complicated and that's not a reason not to do something but i boy working that one out seems really tricky i don't
0: know we've got a lot of uh there's a lot of examples in the business world of how to uh how to begin a partnership and then how to split it up or how, sure. to, how to handle that sort of thing yeah and that's all we're really talking about essentially is a business partnership yeah uh with with some extra weirdness you know involving sex involving sex sure sure that'll happen (laughs) anyway thanks for calling in alina um ellie wrote us hey guys uh first thing she says thanks a lot for doing what you do i just discovered the podcast a month or so ago when a fellow listener at baltimore cfi at a baltimore cfi meetup insisted i check it out it's still the only humanist slash atheist slash secularist podcast that makes me laugh out loud well that's mm. nice. Uh nice. I just the reason that I read that first paragraph is because I would like to encourage all of you um to 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 spread the word about our show. Absolutely. Tell a friend. If you love it, uh yeah, go to the meetups and say, "Hey, I just wanted everybody to know that I really like this podcast and that they're the most smartest people ever." Mhm. And and stuff.
1: Word of mouth might be our best friend.
2: Yeah, as far and, as and and we're trying we're podca- trying to grow
1: podcast. we're trying to grow here and we're trying to
0: uh to make this into something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um not just in our numbers, but if we have bigger numbers, then we can bring in a little bit more donation money, which we need in order to do some other really cool stuff that we're we're trying we're trying. We're trying to get some stuff done here. Okay. That said, Ellie goes on. Anyway, I like the piece highlighting William Pooley's incredible work uh, in fighting the Ebola crisis. Uh, you'll recall, listeners, that this mm-hmm. was this was a, an atheist, uh, or rather, I think humanist. he called himself a, a humanist, uh, who who was amazing um, in Africa fighting the Ebola. He contracted the disease himself and was being treated in in the UK. Um, she, uh, Ellie says, "I wanted to suggest another awesome humanist uh, for." doing important work for an all too often forgotten community. Corey Harris, a combat vet twice deployed to Iraq, has made his life's work uh, made it his life's work to promote the needs, rights, and all around well being of US veterans. hmm I'm fortunate enough to call him a friend, having met him in the midst of an ickier part of his job, lobbying Congress at the Secular Coalition for America's Lobby Day. Uh But if you ask me, his most commendable work takes place on the ground in Arizona, where he's conducted numerous outreach campaigns, in particular for the benefit of homeless female vets, uh, Hmm. whose stories we almost never hear. Here's the kicker. He does it all without even an ounce of the threat of eternal hellfire. Hmm. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Uh, Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, Corey, I, I hope you listen to the show and if, and if you do uh, congratulations on all of your hard work. Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. You want to play another? Yes,
1: I would. Um, here is um, a caller who uh, wanted to chime in on our conversation about uh, compromise in marriage.
4: Hey guys. Uh, I was listening to your podcast about marriage and you know, I was raised a Jehovah's witness and they, you know, the whole, as, as is with the Mormons, I'm sure your whole purpose in life is to do, is to bend over backwards to make everybody else happy. And I carried this into my marriage with, uh, you know, after I left the JWs, I married a non-JW girl. And, um, you know, we it started out great at first, but consumed with making her happy that I really never took any time for myself. I never, I always compromised. I was always the compromiser and, uh, it just, uh, it ended up being last, last week. She ended up telling me she wants to end the marriage. There's nothing I can do and that it's basically over. So i been struggling with that for the last week, but I've also, it's also been kind of a, a silver lining in that because I'm, for the first time, I'm, I'm starting to be able to assert myself more and just, realize how much bad advice there is out there because people will tell you oh you have to work hard oh and you have to you know you have to compromise and like like what frank was saying and it you know it's it's terrible because they tell you oh work hard but what does that mean you know it's like what is that what what do you actually do to to work hard at your marriage you know it's like oh it takes work did you think it would be easy And like no, I didn't think it would be easy, but no one ever told me what was supposed to what what I was supposed to do, you know. So I I think the the, the main lesson I learned from my marriage was uh, just you, you have to learn how to make yourself happy first before you even get married. If you can't make yourself happy, you, you can't make anybody else happy. So I guess that's my two cents. Uh, thanks for the podcast.
3: Bye.
0: Well oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Uh for that. And sorry to hear about your yeah, uh, divorce, your troubles with your marriage, but yeah. uh it sounds like you're in an interesting and, and positive place. I just want to say, you know what? Okay, hey, first of all, you're so right about this whole work thing. Everybody says marriage is work. And frankly, whenever you he- whenever I hear that, I- I'm never I'm never like I don't flash on happiness. <laughs> I hear, you, whenever you hear marriage is hard work, I know you flash uh, on like someone like, you know, pushing a boulder up a mountain or, or mm-hmm. you know, carrying a load of bricks on their shoulders like marriage is hard work. Mm-hmm. And that's such, so the wrong way to think about marriage. Mm-hmm. It is hard work, but the truth is, okay, it's, okay, you've I've been thinking about marriage a lot lately, which was why we did the show, the segment last week. Mm-hmm. And what I've come to, the the sort of my current favorite metaphor about it, is that the work that's involved is not hard work as in, oh, how am I going to deal with this person? It's hard work in the sense of like you're building something, you're creating something beautiful. It's the hard work that an artist puts into something that they believe in. You know, a, a, an actor preparing for a role or a... A painter who puts in hours and hours and hours, but it's in service of creating something wonderful, and I think that marriage sh- and and I think that marriages should be a creative act, should be an act of building something exciting and beautiful and 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 happy,
1: right? And that's the work. Yeah, I mean, I've never been married per se um but i am getting out of a you know 3 year relationship right now yeah and um <clears throat> and i think the thing since the thing that i can really sympathize with is that when when it's when things aren't working right when the, when the when the relationship is, has stopped functioning right um and y- you have to it's not easy, right? No, and it's and it is a labor, and mm-hmm. it is uh, something that, um, the the, the, the the ability to work on the beautiful thing that you're building, it's it's not really there. Um, and when if, it ends, when, no, when relationships aren't aren't currently functioning, right? If things have have devolved to the point. Where it's, you know, it, you can't work on the good stuff. Sometimes it is just, you're just trying to fucking get through it. Right. You know? And of to... course, I'm not in the best place to be giving any kind of <laughs> advice at the moment because my advice would be just don't do it. <laughs> um, but um... yeah, it's. But I, 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 I the metaphor the metaphor of work is an interesting one what i'm hearing though is also this sort of this sense that like we there's no instructions. There's no handbook here. Mm-mm. And so it's, it's, it's almost just an empty platitude of, well, marriage is hard work. Somebody can say to you right. when you're like, well, man, things are just really hard right now. Well, yeah, marriage is hard work. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Right. You know, and Okay, well, then tell me we'll, what the fuck work I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly.
0: Fine. Right? Fine. I'll and accept the, the responsibility of doing hard work. Exactly. What work? Exactly. Just point me in a direction.
1: And the, the problem is you don't know where the other person is. You don't know... And you can't control where the and other person is. you can't control is. where the other person
0: And is. that's the other brilliant thing that uh, our listener who chose not to say his name on the voicemail uh, <laughs> pointed out. Which is that you, you are so absolutely goddamn fucking right that your happiness is your responsibility.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: And you're never going to be happy in a relationship if you don't know how to be happy on your own. Right. And the other thing is... Your partner's rela-
1: happiness is not your responsibility. No, I didn't know that was like a Jada cultural thing. Well, I think it's an American cultural thing. Is it? In, that you're supposed to make the other person happy? Yeah. Is that where I screwed up? I think, well, <laughs> maybe. I don't care if he's happy. Well, you're supposed
0: to care if they're happy. You're supposed to want them to be happy. <laughs> That's such a lie, by the way. I know, of course it is. <laughs> no, but the but the point is that like you can't make another human happy. You can't. What you can do is encourage other people on their journey and sort of you know try to help them be on a path for their own happiness, try to be there for them to uh to support them in their journey toward happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can expect the same of your partner mm-hmm. to encourage you on your journey toward happiness, on your journey to to fulfillment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: but God damn it. It is your job to make you happy mm-hmm. and nobody else's. And if
1: you're not happy in your, in your marriage, if you're not happy before getting married, you may want a second. What? Think I mean, about that for, for just a second. Certainly because, like, don't
0: get married to get happy. Exactly. Certainly don't do that. Yeah. Uh, learn how to take responsibility for yourself and how to, how to make your happiness, your job.
1: You don't have well, to be a
0: happy person all the time.
1: No. But learn and how to make it your is thing. a very... It's a very strange obsession that we have in this culture. Sure. Sure. Um, you don't have to be happy all the time. No.
0: But if you're looking to someone else to fix your life or to make your life any better, even if that person is your spouse, I think you're looking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you're you're I think you're you're absolutely right that that's that's not the place to look. So sounds like this guy's got a a great journey ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's on he's he's thinking in some really powerful good ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish we wish you well.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: Um, I am. Uh, Angie wrote into us. Uh, I I guess I'll read the whole thing. Uh, Although I was once a full blown temple married gospel doctrine teaching pioneer stock Mormon. I have been an, I've been an atheist for 16 years now. However, it occurred to me while I was listening to your recent podcast on resigning that, in truth, I have merely been an inactive member for 16 years as far as the church is concerned. Mm. So I've been flirting with the idea of resigning, but I had some serious hesitations as much as I desperately desire your atheist card. <laughs> and you should. It's, yeah. it's a fine, fine thing. First, I must admit that somewhere in the back of my mind, I've been hoping for a way to get a big fat refund on about 21 years of oh, tithing.
1: Unfortunately, that, never that's never going to happen. Gone.
0: She gone. says, maybe by falling on hard times and getting the bishop to pay my mortgage. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Arrange for some hard times. Mormons are unique. That, right, exactly. <laughs> or just claim hard times. It's not like they can verify it. Um, I'm guessing that I can't just file for a retroactive reimbursement or anything nope uh but all kidding aside my biggest concern uh, is your mention of the church rescinding diplomas from byu yeah. i have a bs in microbiology from byu and i and although i may not have become well versed in the in intricacies of evolution uh as they pertain to humans i still feel that my degree is valid what is the real scoop on this can they seriously do that I guess that what I'm saying here is that if you want to convert me to your resignation mission, I'm going to need a few a few more discussions, particularly the one on keeping academic credentials.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. They, the they, they, they have thing. the but option of revoking your your degree, but they I, I've never heard of them doing it just for resigning from the church. Exactly. And here's the deal: if you got a job right now and you're using like like how. Does does any employer ever call the university and say, "Excuse me, does this woman really have a BS in in right. whatever biology they, it was?" They do if you're right out the gate. Yeah,
0: like if you if you're if you're entry level or whatever they do. But right. if, uh, after that, I can't
1: imagine. No, if, I mean, if you've, you've, you've been, been working, working yourself in the, in the workplace, if you've
0: been working in the field for any amount of time, the you're only okay.
1: issue could possibly be if she wanted to do another degree, right down the road right and that, but that again is i think thing. your point of um uh, uh, of just uh, you you resign from the church you're not a high profile individual right um, you're not doing
0: anything you're not going out of your way to make the church look bad yeah, or anything like that they're not
1: going to get all crazy and vindictive and just like they, they like probably just,
0: won't even make the connection that you went to byu yeah
1: it's not even I don't know. I've now, never we can't heard
0: we, we can not guarantee any of this. This is not legal advice. No, 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 that we're no, no, giving no. you or anything. Uh we're just I'm the only
1: thing through
0: the only person that I've ever heard of who got a degree from BYU and then had that degree revoked and I've only heard of it once. I'm sure it's happened more than once, but the only person that I've ever heard of was the guy that did the Hot Mormon Missionaries calendar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He did. Dad.
0: The guy that did the He did He did That's... he did, a, he did a, a a returned missionary hot <laughs> like sexy yeah, body pinup calendar pinup thing. calendar yeah uh and the, Ugh, the, the LDS Mormon church boys. got just a little bit miffed about that and they revoked his his BYU diploma yeah. as long as if but you're it not it didn't seem like he was doing much with it no besides
1: making some posters
0: yeah yeah i <laughs> i mean you know so if you're tr- planning on making money by uh associating the church with homos Mm. you might be in trouble yeah other than that i don't i think
1: you're okay but i don't make any guarantees yeah you you may want to just look into that one more step just look into it or we might want to ask some people i don't know we're pretty lazy yeah we may not do that <laughs> <Probably won't. laughs> uh all right and i've got another voicemail um, okay you, you remember the whole dawkins thing yes uh, where, where we we told uh
0: dawkins we, to shut up we told dawkins to shut. well no <laughs> What we said was: A, you're not allowed to use Twitter because you're bad at 140 characters, and B, you are the you are a de facto mouthpiece of a larger yeah. movement, and yeah. so when you wade into really controversial shit, you make
1: us all look stupid. Exactly. So this caller had something to say about that.
2: Hey guys, this is Jim from Washington. Uh, I'm calling about the the Dawkins situation, his comments, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he answering a question that was asked of him? Um, If not, then hang up on me, I guess, or delete my message. But um, it seems to me that having an abortion, which is not something you should take lightly, um, is the moral thing to do if you have a severely deformed fetus or a Down syndrome fetus. Uh, What's worse, a, a short, brief period of pain or a lifetime of suffering and I think the moral thing to do is for the parent to suck it up and take the hit on that one you're obviously going to feel guilty and ashamed and horrible for having to have an abortion but shouldn't you take that one for the team and not make that child live uh, a, a horrible tormented life I know if I had the choice personally to be mentally retarded uh severely handicapped or disfigured. I'd much rather my parents have had an abortion. And so I agree with Dawkins on this one.
1: Well, thank you for the, for the call. Right.
0: Um, I, am going to have to, I, okay. So I quibble with a lot of things that, that, that you said. Um, one of the first things that jumps to my mind is that, uh, I want to be clear that I don't think you, that you should have to, that we should be talking in terms of, of course, you're going to feel shame. And guilt oh, for, having, for an having an abortion. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about that. I, I think some people do, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But I think, you know, plenty of people have abortions guilt-free. Yep. And I and I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to get that out of the way uh, right off the bat. Uh, the other thing is that um, I, I guess I can't go with you down the road that it's inherently necessarily better to be non-existing. To 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 be no to be non Downs oh than it is to be Downs. I don't I I can't go down that road. I can't say that like a person with Down syndrome doesn't have something to offer society. Right. I can't say that. Right. And that's what Dawkins essentially said. Dawkins said, "Person with Down syndrome doesn't enhance society." Exactly. Well, I think that uh, I think that I I've met people with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, whose parents said it was a struggle, Mm -hmm.
1: uh, raising a down syndrome child, but also there's a lot of kids who are not down syndrome that are struggles.
0: I was a nightmare to raise. (laughs) I was absolutely from day one till the day I left home, just a pain in the ass to raise. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have down syndrome that I know about. So, Mm. uh, (laughs) no, I definitely don't have down syndrome. Got a plethora of other problems, but that's not one of them. So, I mean, I think to just to say that it would be you know harder to raise, or that maybe that you know that kid will you know might in- encounter some social stigma. I just
1: don't think that that's enough. Yeah, I mean, if 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 we're saying that you know it, it shouldn't be, be automatic grounds, right? Like, like, I mean, if if you are you you know you're someone who for whatever reason you decide that that's it, it, an unmanageable situation for for you your life er, for everybody involved it's just better to just move along then i think that that's an okay decision
0: we don't judge that at all right. if if, um, if you know if you find out that your ch- that your fetus will have down syndrome and you choose to abort i don't have a problem with that then, yeah but to say that it's the moral, the correct thing to do,
1: I do. Have I a problem think that there's that. there's a real issue there. I
0: yeah. saw a thing on on the internet just uh, uh, oh, about a week ago, um, some puff piece, some human interest story about a a man with Down syndrome, who's uh, who's the proprietor of a restaurant, hmm. and uh, every everybody that goes in, he gives him a hmm. hug. He's just this happy guy. All these people go in because they love him, and mm-hmm. it's this adorable guy. And he's, you know, he's created this community of people mm-hmm. that come to his restaurant. I, how are you going to tell me that that guy's life is less valid than mine? Right. I, I defy you to tell me that. Right. right. Um. So there we go. Anyway, uh, thanks. Thanks for calling in. I mean, I, I, it's a conversation worth having, which is why we, we yeah, chose to play the, the thing. Yep. Anyway, um, I wanted to read one more email. So this is from Ron, uh, who wrote in to say, I love the show, guys. I was hoping to give a shout out to my daughter, Catherine, who turned me on to your podcast. Catherine is a sophomore at university, and she and some friends just started the campus's first Secular Student Alliance group. Now, I think she wrote into us, didn't she?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we talked to her. We, sure. we,
0: we did a thing. Anyway, uh-huh. um, their first meeting was this month, and it was a huge success. Approximately 25 people showed up, which is excellent, uh, considering that the university only has about 5,500 students. Wow, yeah. Uh, FYI, Catherine also started her high school's first Freethinker group. During her sophomore year there. What? Keep fighting the good fight, girl. She's a serial uh, group starter. She is. He says, I couldn't be prouder of the woman you've become. Now, uh, we don't normally do shout outs, but I am going to say that Ron has become a monthly subscriber. Ah, so I uh, so shout away. I think he's earned it, uh, <laughs> the shout out. Anyway, Ron, uh, we want to thank you for the email. We also want to thank you for uh, subscribing to the podcast. Absolutely, that's great. We also have uh, a new subscriber named Angela. Thank who, you, Angela, who is also a monthly subscriber. Uh, if you, dear listener, would like to participate in uh, in sub- in helping make this podcast uh, a thing, please uh, feel free to go to our webpage. Thank God, dot and click on the support tab, and uh, and you too can be a part of making this happen. Okay. So, uh, moving right along, we were gonna what we were gonna talk about today, uh, and we're we're not gonna make this a lengthy thing. We're gonna keep no. it pretty short yeah. and sweet. Uh, but we wanted to talk about comportment of oneself on the so the the various social media. Yeah, this out yeah. on the
1: intertubes. This used to be a theme for us more so than than lately. Sort of right. just the. The the don't be angry. Yeah. Be be happy. Be be nice. No, I think we
0: I don't want to say don't be angry because there are lots of reasons to be angry. Uh but here's the thing. If if everything that you say about your atheism in the public sphere, and we're talking and I think Facebook counts as public sphere. Uh I think but if everything that you say is a rant. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I think you need to consider what Why that is. So here's what's brought this up. I'm on a few closed uh, Facebook groups Mm -hmm. uh, that are, you know, just places for atheists to go, especially in Utah. Uh, These are, you know, these are largely ex-Mormon groups, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, groups of people who have nowhere else to go to vent. Or want to be, you want to find this the atheist community. Right. Um, which is great. And, I, and I'm on board with that. And you know what? They vent there and they say all the things that they can't say. It's basically they're behind closed doors, so to speak. Right. Yes. And I think that that's fine. Yeah. But every now and then someone will post a screenshot of something that they've said in the public sphere mm. uh, out in the Facebook world. Yeah. And some of it's very disturbing to me. Really? Uh, Like, for instance, there was one uh, person who posted a thing where, you know, a relative of theirs had said, please pray for my grandson. He's in the hospital. Okay. And this person went on to that thread and said, prayer isn't going to do anything. Look at the. It's all about the doctors and science is what's going to save your son, not prayer. Right. Right. Okay. Now, the sentiment I agree with
1: entirely but maybe the <sighs> but it seems so challenging t- a grandmother in a time when she's grieving that seems that doesn't seem exactly kind the of a dick time move place.
0: it's kind of a dick move yeah so i mean yeah again i think we as a as a community need to start asking ourselves a is this something to be really actually mad about right or is it something that we have a conflicting belief with another person and that's okay
1: and right. B, what's the time and place? Right. Well, the problem is, I mean, I, I really think that it does go back to, and it sounds like a silly thing to say, but our parents didn't teach us how to behave on Facebook. No. Because there was no Facebook. Right. It's just like people are complete assholes and don't understand how to use their phones in public. <laughs> right. Um, because we were never taught etiquette surrounding these things. And I think that right. people... We're still figuring
0: out what the etiquette
1: is. Exactly. And, and, and so I think people get onto Facebook and they... They feel they forget that just because it feels impersonal at times to be commenting on something, when it's on the other when you're on the receiving end of it, it is actually incredibly personal. Right. Exactly. Your space on Facebook is incredibly personal. The things that you post on Facebook, the comments that you get on them, are their person. That's your personal space. In, right. In, in essence, owned by the Facebook Corporation. Right. Um, but <laughs> but nonetheless. Uh, We all have our little space there. You know, and I've I've had
0: people, I've had believers post things that say, why can't people, you know, why do people, I I have one particular believer friend who posted a whole rant about like, I should be allowed to say what I believe and not have people take me to task for it on Facebook. This is my Facebook page. And I should be able to uh, to say what I want. And I disagree with that.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: I think that she is putting something out to all of the people on her Facebook wall. And she and that is inviting comment.
1: Yeah. You don't get like just like in a normal setting, you don't get to just say whatever and be like, but nobody gets to say anything. Right, exactly. If you say something, you people respond. If you say something at a party if, and you know who's in the room. If, yeah, you know exactly. who your friends
0: are on Facebook. Right. And you, and you like if you're at a party and there's a bunch of people and some of them you know really well and some of them you don't know very well. Uh-huh. And you just spew out something about, like, I think that everyone should have an abortion. Then you can't not expect you people run to go. You the
1: risk of offending some people.
0: Uh, <laughs> hold on. I have something to say about that. Oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't... I wasn't opening that for comment. I was just speaking it. I was just it. saying that.
1: How dare you respond to me? Right. I don't think that... The, who do so, you <laughs> think you are? Do you know who I am? I beg your pardon? I was just Nobody saying that. Nobody speaks to me like
0: this. Right. So I don't think that that's, that that's what we're talking about here. But by the same token, I just if, wish there was a little... If you would say it to their face. Yeah. In a public space.
1: Yeah then you
0: probably shouldn't say it on the Facebooks.
1: I just wish there was a little bit more social anxiety disorder on Facebook. (laughs) I wish people would just shut the fuck up, Uh, stand in the corner, (laughs) and not say anything.
0: Well, or at very least, like, first of all, here's the other thing. You know, if someone says something that's very, very, very Mm. religious-y, I always look at it like this. A, you're saying it to me. Mm Mm-hmm. If I'm a, if I'm one of your Facebook friends, you are saying it to me. Yeah. So I have the right to respond to it. Absolutely. So if you're telling me I have to believe in God, then I'm going to say something to that. Yeah. I'm not going to be a jerk about it right. because I'm not a jerk. Right. But I'm going to but I'm going to say, "You know what? I disagree with you. Uh that's an interesting point that you're making. Couldn't you back it up? Do you have any reason to believe that?" Right. Uh or whatever. And 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 I do and I make a point of actually Letting it be known, reminding my friends, there are non-believers who are who you're putting mm-hmm. this out to, mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't have you don't have the right to tell me what to believe, no. just as I don't have the right to tell you what to believe. I make it a point of of gently point re- reminding them of that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and often it stops. Maybe because I'm blocked. I don't know. Probably because you're blocked. Either way, works good for me. It stops,
1: <laughs> but I'm not. The- a, passive aggressive thing to do
0: well no because it was aggressive aggressive it was i was very clear and they did the passive aggressive thing
1: no that's what i'm saying oh yeah they're blocking a view right it's passive would aggressive. be highly passive aggressive right. and that's fine with me i
0: whatever i don't care that much but i do but i do make it a point of like if you're talking to me i'm going to respond if you're just saying i'm really grateful to god uh for this beautiful day yeah. I don't care. Okay, yeah. fine. That's just you Ugh. having your moment. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a jerk and be like unfollow and be like, uh, no, it wasn't God. It was the sun <laughs> and the refraction of the sun in the Earth's atmosphere that created
1: a beautiful blue sky. And then the the clouds were made by the evaporation of water from the oceans. But no, then, then make sure you do a screenshot. And post that somewhere else. Right, So everybody can pat you on the back.
0: Right, exactly. No, that's not what this is about. Let people have their beliefs, for God's sake. If they're not letting, if they're like saying something that's a jerk thing to say, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people do, Mm -hmm. a lot of believers do, call them on that. You don't have to be a jerk yourself, but you can say, by the way, this is being being kind of a jerk to me. This hurts my feelings.
3: (sighs) Mm -hmm.
1: Or whatever. Mm. Don't bring your
0: feelings into it, Dan. Always bring your feelings into it feelings are the only thing that matter the uh but i no the the but the point is that
1: uh i think i think we have to learn our spaces yeah we're and like like you said earlier we're still learning these spaces you know and they're evolving for christ's sake but i guess it concerns me that we as a
0: as a group are more interested in arguing with believers than we are in just being friends with friends. I guess that concerns me Yeah, that, that we've got a whole bunch of people who are like, like, for instance, uh, someone posted in one of the things recently in one of these uh, forums that I'm in posted a thing. Now, this isn't to do with communication. This is just that, you know, their HOA was scheduled uh, on conference weekend. Hmm. Their their big HOA meeting was scheduled right. on conference on weekend. General, no.
1: Mormon Church's general conference weekend
0: in Salt Lake City. Conference weekend means something because right. that's when the Mormon Church has their big general conference. So, and this person was f- f- incensed that they that the rest of the HOA board insisted on moving the 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 day of their meeting to a different day. I'm like. That's probably a majority of your tenants in the HOA. Depending on where they were, yeah. Why absolutely. can't you accommodate something that's important to them? Yeah. What's hard about that? Yeah. Why? I mean, yeah, it's this weekend versus that weekend. Is that such a big damn deal? But they were voting on
1: the sex dungeon that weekend. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Mormons weren't approved. They didn't want their HOA funds right. yeah. to go toward, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what you do. You you schedule the vote for when nobody can attend. Right, exactly. If they were doing that, then
0: they're being underhanded, and I don't approve of that either. But, I mean, the point is... <laughs> Although I would it's tip funny. my hat to them. It, it'd be funny if they <laughs> actually got the RHOA to install a sex dungeon, sure. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think the whole point here is, like, at least can we just put out a call for people to ask themselves is there a good reason for me to be going on this rant yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the other thing I wanted to bring up really briefly, because there's just no point to going on too much about this, but I wanted to bring up really quickly that this, uh, that w- even within these groups, there are calls for, for greater civility.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And as soon as the call goes out for greater civility, the trolls just attack and this Wait. is within the group. This is in-group
1: attacking. Right. Some, I mean and granted there's It's t- hard to call those people trolls because there's a there's they're a name tr- and there's a face. They're not trolls
0: actually. You know? They're just they're just people who don't want to be tone policed. And yeah. I get that. I get that this is, you know, this is our group and this is and we want to be able to say what we want to say. Right. But they but then they accuse but then, you know, and this happens all the time, somebody'll say, "Hey, Why don't we be a little nicer, a little less angry? And everybody goes, don't tell me how to feel. I don't have to be nice if I don't want to. This is our place. And then like, but then they're like, they start, they start getting very, very mean to this person until the person quits the group. They bully them out. And then they call that person. They say that that person has done a rage quit. They've, (laughs) they've raised. It was a rage quit of our group. I'm like, you are the ones that were raging. Yeah. This person was not in a rage. This person was trying to He's not be in a rage
1: and yeah. And uh and and granted, you know, you don't have the right to police police police. police. Maybe, maybe they know that. Maybe it's a rage quit and they know where the rage is. Maybe. They quit because maybe. of our rage. Maybe I just I, I that, mean
0: that makes me sad that we that, that we'll treat ourselves that we'll treat each other that badly.
1: Well, they're being bullies. They are being bullies. And that's that's, that's not a good thing. That's not nice. Just because you're bullied doesn't mean you should bully when you're given the chance. Yep. So anyways, well, that's enough ranting, don't you think? Yes. About not ranting? My ranting gets raves. (laughs) I've heard. All right. Well, if you'd like to respond to any of this that you've heard today, you can do so by emailing us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com.
0: Right. Or you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Uh, You can go to the Twitter, at TGI Atheist.
1: Or you could leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. We love it when you do that. Hey, thanks
0: to Mackenzie for putting together the Facebook
1: page. It's very very appreciated. And, of course, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use their music. Yep.
0: And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. We sure appreciate you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.